This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 72 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Ten most influential horsewomen. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. And the Horse Radio Network. You can visit the Horse Radio Network and all of the shows at horseradionetwork.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own flight swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop calls. It's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This is Glenda Geek. And I'm Tess Finetti, and this is the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Well, hello, Tess. Hi, Glenn. How are you doing down there in the South? Oh, it's cold. Yeah, I know. It's, it's cold, cold all over the south right now, and it's like we should be warmer than 17 degrees. I agree. <laughs> now, you're where? You're in the Carolinas, right? I'm actually in um, extreme north Georgia. Um, okay. Actually, it's called the tri-state area, and it's where Tennessee and North Carolina and Georgia converge. Oh, gotcha. It's no man's okay. land. Yeah. It's yeah. an hour from everywhere. I was going to say, you, you're an hour to the Walmart. Yes, I am. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> well, we should explain that we have you on because, Helena, uh, you were scheduled to be our guest today, and now you're filling the co-hosting role, and I thank you for that. Helena. And I'm to, honored. Yeah, well, we appreciate it. Helena had to be out this week, and we're sorry that she couldn't be here. She was so looking forward to talking to our guest today. And, you know, because it's, you know, the person that we're having on today who is, uh, who, who is somebody that, that most of the people in the United States uh, know by the event she puts on. And, Absolutely. And it's just the coolest event. We talked about it last year, and we really promoted it for her uh, before the show last year. And this year we get to have her on, and I think that's just really cool. But we should say you're Tess Vanetti, and you are Horse, Horse South Magazine, and that can be found at horsesouth.com. And you do—it's an online magazine, right? It is now. It was a print magazine up until fall of last year. And, um, wow, well, we isn't that true went. of most magazines, huh? Yeah. Um, but that's, but that's a good media, thing. it's dicey. Yeah, well, you know what, too? There's no reason to kill the trees. Um, that's right. You have, you know, that cool online magazine where you can flip the pages and you can see videos. And uh, you, you have the modern technology there, and that's where this is all going. And all magazines are going to be that way, no matter what, what genre they are. Um, I agree. Don't you think so? In the next year or two, they're all going to be. You, you won't get paper magazines I, at home anymore. I, I, I agree. I, and um, I think that um, it's even in more demand, people, uh, for the horse industry especially, because when I printed the magazine, if I wanted to do an article um, on a friend of mine, say like Chris Cox, and I wanted to put some of his tips in, well, I can't, I can't embed video in a print magazine, um, but I can embed video of his you know, how to disengage the hindquarters and why that's important in the online version. And that is um, just paramount to understanding what to do when you're out there with your horse. 
Well, that's great. And yeah. I know that, you know, you're, you're interested here and we're going to be working on you carrying the Stable Scoop show on your website. And that's, you know, that's all the cool stuff that modern technology allows us to do is to share content and to have you on the show today to talk about something that you're doing in your magazine. So you're really new media now. You're not old media anymore. I, I, I think that I am. I think I'm new. <laughs> that's right. You know what? And, it, it, and that's great because we are too. So and that, that's part of what new media is all about is being able to share content. I I don't have the time to do a magazine. You don't have the time to do radio, but if we work together, that's what makes new media so powerful. I think so too, Glenn. I do. Now, you I tell think. us about your magazine. How did it get started? It's called Horse South Magazine, and it's really a lifestyle magazine, which is why I like it. It's a little different than the others. Yes, it is. It is a little bit different. Um, that's probably because I'm a little bit different. Um, <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> I started out in the newspaper industry, a uh, cub reporter, um, and, uh, but grew up loving horses. Just a horse-crazy little girl like every other girl you've probably had on this show. And um, when I was working at my hometown newspaper, a, um, a lead came across my desk for a local horse rescue. And if you don't mind, I'll plug them real quick. No, SaveTheHorses.org. Um, and I went out to the rescue to do an article about the formation of that particular rescue. It actually had been a rescue for many years, but it had not been an actual nonprofit. And they were turning it, turning it into a nonprofit. And this is all about 11 years ago. Um, and that sort of got me back into horses um, after, you know, getting out of college and, and doing the adult thing. I sort of gravitated away from it. But going out to the rescue got me back into it. And so I started purchasing um, magazines uh, to read and, and re-educate myself um, or educate myself at all. I guess I just thought I was educated. <laughs> I did think I was educated, and, I, and I'll assure you I was not. Um, and uh, I got You're being of, a little bit humble there, the girl with the doctorate, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I know about American literature, not about horses. Yeah. <laughs> so. See, I did a little research on you, too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yes, um, and, and uh, that's for another day. I'll tell you how that became because it's an accidental thing, a totally accidental thing. You got the doctorate um, in the like mail it. by accident? Um, no, but I just took all these American literature classes um, and uh, sat down with the counselor one day, and she was like, well, if you'll do this and this and this and write a dissertation, you can have a doctorate. <laughs> and I was you were like, reading yeah, the books I'm anyway, the right? <laughs> I am the accidental doctor. <laughs> well, and hardly anyone that. knows that about me. Well, hardly you know, now knows everybody that. knows. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> But, now um, there's going to be expectations. I know. Now the bar is raised. Thanks so much, Glenn. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but, That's what but I'm But anyway, at. I, um, I was uh, reading, um, I won't mention the name of the, of the horse rag, but I was reading a horse magazine sitting on the front porch. I'd been married to my husband, Kent, for probably only six months. And uh, so he didn't know me very well. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I was messed. I was like, ah. Oh. They never feature anybody from the South in these stupid horse magazines. <laughs> and, and we have the Kentucky Derby, and Florida has more horses per capita than anywhere else, and blah, blah, blah. And he went, well, start your own magazine. So I did. Yeah, he didn't know <laughs> what he was saying, did he? Yeah, and uh, he, he, he has He needs both, tips uh, on being a horse husband. And what, the first one is to keep your mouth shut. That's the first Amen. one. Amen. <laughs> it has been a curse and a blessing. <laughs> 
But that's how it started. Uh, ignorance on fire, I like to call it. <laughs> well, and the cool part about your magazine is it really well. Tell everybody what it is. It's a lifestyle magazine. It's different than 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 some the you know some of the other magazines that everybody is you know has gotten in the mail for years. Right. Well, um, the biggest thing with Horse South is people, um, and their passion for horses is what binds them. Um, you know, it's not necessarily that you ride Western or I ride English or you have a Pasifino and I have a quarter horse. It's that we both have um, crap on our shoes, and we both, um, you know, have to get up. Um, when it's freezing to go make sure that the water trough's not frozen over and we all have to go get our hay or have it delivered and we all spend our money on the same things. Um, so it's, it's that passion that binds us. And what I like to do is tell the story of people um, so that you can feel a camaraderie, um, whether it be someone you've not heard of before, which is a, a part of the evolution of the 50 most influential women. Is It wasn't about people being famous, um, because there, there will be some people you've never heard of on the list. Um, it's more about um, what, what binds us together and what makes, um, what makes the horse so special to us and what we've done for the horse. Um, and what we do for horses, because um, we're all crazy, obviously. Um. And that's interesting, and that's why I liked you when I first talked to you, because it, it really, you have the same synergy that we really do here on the Stable Scoop Show. I'm more, we, we always say that I am more interested in the horse people, and Helena's more interested in the horse, which, mm-hmm. which makes us a pretty good team. Um, right, but we're right. both interested in the stories that, that go around them. You know, we don't talk serious training techniques here. That's not what we're about. We're really about the exactly. stories and, and getting the word out to people that, you know, maybe, maybe ride Western that this week we'll learn a little bit about English, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. uh, we're all about, you know, our mission statement was uniting the horse world one show at a time. We're all about bringing the horse world together and, and reducing the, fra- fr- uh, the fragments that we have. And, oh, I agree. And you're doing that too, which, which I think is kind of neat. Now, you did mention what we're going to talk about today that you, you started in your magazine is a, is a feature called The 50 Most Influential Horsewomen in America. And yes, you, you have 10 that, that you have done this year, so we thought we'd go over the top 10. But first, okay. tell us why you did this and what was the criteria to get on the list? Okay, well, the reason I did this is because, as you well know, the horse industry is made up of mostly women now. Um, and 90%. I think, <laughs> yes, 90%. It's, you know, it's a good gig for you, Glenn. Really, it, is, it is, it is. I, th- I wish I'd thought of this when I was a teenager. If I knew what I know now, I would have been in Pony Club. I would have had so many girls. I, I, just, I <laughs> so regret I that. That's what I my 12-year-old son. Ride yes. the horses, ride I'll talk horses, to him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the criterion, uh, you know, it, it seems like there would be this, you know, big list of, you know, things that you have to meet. But it really, I mean, it really boils down to the main title of the, the thing. You need to be influential. You need to have done something to have influenced this industry or its people in one way or another. Um, and obviously more so than the rest of the you know, many thousands of horsewomen out right. there. Um, but the big, the biggest thing that was most important to me is to make sure that we didn't just recognize people that you've, you know, heard all of right off the bat. That Of course, we did do that because there are many, many horsewomen that are household names that, of course, we want to recognize. But there's also some very important behind-the-scenes people that um, people don't know their name or if they, they maybe saw it in print once but didn't realize there was, a, you know, an actual person behind that. 
um, and and what makes them tick and why they do what they do every day, why they get up every morning and why they, you know, why they work so hard at their jobs. So we're going to go over, you know, I think what you're doing here is great. And I don't know that it's been done in quite the way you're doing it anywhere else. Um, and, and we're going to go over this, these top 10. And are, of course, many of these have been on, been on our shows at one point or another, and we know them personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that'll be exciting to, to chat about them a little bit too. But before mm-hmm. we do that, we do have to take one break here uh, in today's show for a commercial message from Equestrian Collections. We'll be right back. We wanted to speak to you today about the huge sale now going on at Equestrian Collections. They have their huge end-of-the-year sale going on right now at EquestrianCollections.com. Visit Equestrian Collections now to check out all the fantastic specials at up to 70% off. They have some great sale prices that can be found on many name brands, including Mountain Horse. You will find Mountain Horse jackets, shirts, hats, and gloves on sale now while supplies last. See sale details on the website at equestriancollections.com. And from everyone at Equestrian Collections, Happy New Year. Visit them at equestriancollections.com for their big end-of-the-year sale. Speaking of influential horsewomen, Chris, that runs runs Equestrian Collections, is one of the pioneers in the retail world today. She, I agree. She has built that company, and it is growing like crazy, and she just is doing a fantastic job. She's a go-getter, and she understands new media better than all of us. I uh, think so, too. So my, and, and I'd like to include her at some point, honestly. Well, you, um, you should, because she, she's... You know, and I knew her from back when she was just doing 1824, when she was just doing the what we called the oversized clothes, um, mm-hmm. the clothes for, for larger bodies. And we used to send business to her all the time when I had my tax shop back in the 1990s. Wow. So, so yeah, that's how we first met, and been, been, we've known each other ever since, and she just a, she's just a wonderful lady. But let's start, let's start on your list, if you don't mind. All right. All right, so um, number well, 10 on the list is Susan Ebert. Um, And not a lot of people have heard of Susan Ebert, but if you pick up a Western English Today or at at one point in time um, the the magazine Cowboys and Indians, um, that's all kind of the same company. Um, uh, Susan is the editor and sometimes like associate publisher of those magazines. But the the reason I, I picked her is because of Western English Today, which is a B2B magazine, a business-to-business magazine. Yeah, we used to get it when but, I had the retail store. Yep. Right. So but people that don't know, um, if people that own a tax store get a copy of Western English Today, um, and it has all the new stuff in it, all the stuff that you might want to order in, in the upcoming year. It you know, features all the new manufacturers and, um, and trends, and you know, it helps, helps the tax stores out with um, merchandising ideas and that type of thing. And Susan um, just works her little tail off going all over the place, even, you know, abroad and to every market show in search of, you know, the next cool thing. And she's very, very passionate about what she does. Um, And she is so influential because when she puts something in that magazine, um, you know, her heart is behind it and she typically believes in whatever it is or she loves it or she's identified with it in some way um and then all those tax stores all over the united states and and even abroad see it and they order it and if that's not influential i don't know what is <laughs> well it is and it you can actually find it at we today.com 
Um, mm-hmm. And she has her website there, and and she does do a great job with it. And, and anybody can go to that website and check it out. It's not it's not restricted to right. just retailers. So if you want to, just hop on over. So that's good. Well, good good for Susan, and I like her even better. She's right here in my neighborhood. In, uh, <laughs> Kentucky, right here in the bluegrass. Yes. Yep. Yes, she is. She is a bluegrass girl. All right. She good sure job, is. Susan. And number nine is Jody Hendrickson. Yes, and what a cowgirl Jody Hendrickson is. Not only is she somewhat like Susan in that she's the publisher of the Western Lifestyle Retailer, but she also has her own website called FringeCowgirl.com. And she is a roping, riding, just heck of a cowgirl, mama to um, LaRue and Scout, um, a wife, and she's just an all-around absolute rock star. And she, again, she and Susan, I featured at the same time in the magazine because they do similar things. Um, And Jody, I think, kind of blows me away because she's like 34 years old. And and, and at at that age, to be in the position that she's in um, with uh, the, the company that she works for, um, and starting her own website. I think she's just an inspiration that you can absolutely have a career in the horse industry. And it doesn't have to necessarily be training horses or or what people consider mainstream horse careers, that, you know, you can live the dream. And that's why I think she's influential. Because I, I totally agree. And, you know, we get a lot of questions. We hear from teenagers all the time that say, I want to be in the horse world. And they, they're they're always thinking that they want to ride professionally. Well, there's so few of us that end up doing that mm-hmm. as a total number that you really have to take a look at all the other things that are out there in the horse world. I mean, look at look at us. We're sitting here doing radio shows, you know? Absolutely. Uh, you're doing <laughs> a magazine. You know, you never thought you'd be doing a magazine when you got your doctorate. So, no. Um, you know, and then... Uh, Actually, I was doing the magazine when I got my doctorate. Oh, were you? <laughs> I was. That came later, way later. <laughs> Well, that, that's Jody Henderson, and actually you can go to Fringe, F-R-I-N-G-E, cowgirl.com, and you can see her website as well, which is very cowgirlish. It is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is all about the cowgirl. Well, and speaking okay. of cowgirls, I mean, um, you have the ultimate in cowgirls next. I do, Templeton Thompson. Um, and Templeton is a dear friend of mine, Um and well, can I qualify it to say that if you meet Templeton once, she's a dear friend of yours? Yes, that's you can absolutely say that. Templeton she is, has, um, she's been on the show. I have to you know just let everybody know. Templeton's been on the show mm-hmm. a couple of times. We just had her on a little while ago. She's co-hosted the show. She's a good mm-hmm. friend of the Horse Radio Network. But go ahead. You knew her before I did, and, and I just... I just love Templeton. <laughs> well, um, for, for anyone who hasn't heard, uh, you know, Templeton is a singer-songwriter um, who started in Nashville, like every other singer-songwriter, just sort of hoping that one day that she could travel around the United States singing from the back of her horse. And um, her motto is, dream big, work hard, have faith. And that's what she does now. She travels around the United States singing about horses from the back of her horse and lifting people's spirits. Her music is country, if you had to classify it in a typical genre, but I call it feel-good music because you cannot listen to a Templeton Thompson song and not feel better afterwards. Um, And she is just one of those people that um, literally has a light around them. Yes. Um, you know, she she comes up to you, and you 
instantly are lifted and uh, her husband Sam is the same way they yep. they are the bee's knees um and i named her an influential woman because of her music and because of her light well and you know what we call her a walking angel because she just mm-hmm. she just is you're absolutely right about her and you know we can't say we've said a lot of nice things about templeton on here and and we couldn't say enough um, yeah, that's that's I, I I absolutely identify. <laughs> yeah, and you know I'm so glad she's in your top ten. She just so deserves to be, and she's coming. She's really coming into her own now. You can uh, we'll just remind everybody you can find uh, her website at templetonthompson.com or planetcowgirl.com. And right. we we uh, I just wanted to say too that you don't have to memorize all these websites. We'll have them in our show notes at stablescoop.com. We'll put we'll list the top ten there, and we'll also put links to to Horse South uh, magazine and also to all of the websites for the various for the various influential women that we're talking about today. Awesome. Good job, awesome. Tempe. Yay. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, I said we're on seven, right? I don't count backwards. Well. Uh, I think this might be even six. <laughs> okay. Uh, six, yeah. Uh, Melissa Pierce um, is a, a person that not too many people have heard of, and she... It's just a different, really interesting lady, and a lot of people um, would look at her website and look at what she does and sort of deem it, um, when I wrote about it, uh, some people would deem it metaphysical hooey. <laughs> that was my own term I came up with. But um, she, what she does, uh, she has a website called Touched by a Horse. And she also has this inspirational deck of cards that you can order. And they are from her horse, Wisdom. Um, And I love, love, love Melissa because she, in so many ways, is sort of like Tempe in that she just has a light around her. And even if you don't buy into, you know, really spiritual stuff, even if that's not your bag, um, Melissa just is amazing with what she's written on these cards the idea is that you get the cards and you pull one out every day and you read them you know and one day it might talk about courage or um or faith or um and and not necessarily when i say faith i don't want to wax religious here because the last thing i want to do is talk about religion or politics but but faith in yourself right um you know belief in yourself that you can do something that you can transcend a fear or you can you know you can you can just get done whatever you need to get done um and one of her, my favorite quotes that she says is, um, our lives are shaped by unforeseen circumstances. Our being human means we choose our own responses and reactions to them, often maturing as we grow. Through friendships and with guidance, our own truth is formed as we step into our destiny. Horses can be your dearest guides, most profound teachers, and sweet, trusted confidants on life's journey. Blessed are those of us who experience the whispers from a horse's heart. And, well, just, wow, I just got chill bumps when I read that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, yeah, so that's why she's on the list. (laughs) You know, know, we talk about faith and all that stuff, but she's more, you know, inspirational in nature. And just helping you deal with you, and and we all need that. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. And that's touchedbyahorse.com. Touchedbyahorse.com. Melissa Pierce. Melissa with one L. Okay. (laughs) And the next person I know, I was in equestrian retail for a long time, so right. I know Carrie Kent from Carrots, of course, who has really Absolutely. made herself a name in clothing by putting little carrot bags attached to them, uh, little I carrot seed she... bags. I mean, it was just the most clever thing back then, and now look look at her. 
look at her. I know. She is an innovator. I mean, here is a lady who um, started out in the swimsuit industry and went, hey, I should make pants out of this stuff. <laughs> that would be so awesome for writing. And just went and did it. And and she is an innovator, not only in, in with her own company, but, you know, she just digs in and gets involved with um, – the the market shows and and the industry as a whole and has really been a guiding force in in, in equestrian retail um, and and just business in in our industry as a whole in the ancillary services that people tend to forget about um, and not make a part of our industry. So many people forget that you know we touch so many other things. I mean, when, when you go into clothing manufacturing, you're you're out of the horse industry. You're into the, you know, you're into fabric. You're into um, grommets. You're into, <laughs> you, right. you, you touch everything. Um, and so that's why I picked Carrie. I mean, she's, uh, we're, she, I think we're over 20 years now that Carrots has been. Yeah, she's been know, around a long rocking time. Rocking and rolling. And, you know, yeah. uh, I would like to say on behalf of all horse husbands everywhere, we love Carrots. <laughs> it makes going to horse shows so much worth, more worthwhile, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? I love, I, you know, and I, I have to, I have to digress a little bit here and say I also pick Carrie because I love my carrot bootleg <laughs> riding pants. If you look on my Facebook, you see I run in my face, I, I run in my riding pants. I even wear my high heels with my riding pants. <laughs> <laughs> they are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and and that you know, I just I'm all for Carrie. We've been I've known her for probably 15 years when she had that <laughs> business really small and growing it and she's just done a fantastic job doing that and really she did change the fashion in the horse world absolutely uh, on the english side anyway and and now working toward the western side but she she, mm-hmm. she changed it she was responsible she for changing it she absolutely did i mean before that it was one really one one or two different pairs of breeches yeah. and that was it same material same cut yeah and she Pan. made them. Yeah, she just <laughs> went, and went against the flow and changed it. So absolutely, good, good job, Carrie. Absolutely. And then the okay. next one we've had on the show several times, and is is a good friend. Her and Heidi, her assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Heidi Nyland. We just love them. Uh, they've done tips for me on the Horse Tip Daily Show, and uh-huh. uh, what a sweetie. They are both both Heidi and Julie are awesome. Um, we should say it's Julie Goodnight. I don't think I ever said her name, but Julie Goodnight. Yeah, yeah. sorry, Julie. Uh, <laughs> Julie Good. Well, you know, Julie goes without saying. You don't even have to say. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> <That's> Madonna. <laughs> she's you just, know, she's like yeah, she's like Madonna. She's just Julie. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, um, Julie was on my cover um, actually before she was in the 50 most influential women and um I got to interview her and I just had a ball with Julie because we talked about uh, her son Hunter who um was recently in a pretty bad motorcycle accident and is doing so well and we're so grateful for oh, that. Oh, is he? I was wondering about that. Yeah, he's well, he's on his way back. He's got a long road but he's on his way back to, oh, you know, a full okay. recovery and so we're we're grateful for that and um but I had such a ball with Julie talking about Hunter when he was my son's age and how, how we talked a lot about being, you know, being a horse loving mom and having a kid that's not necessarily a horse person. And that's sort of how she is with Hunter. And, um, it's a hard thing. It really is. And a lot of people, um, and I don't, I don't mean to get off tangent here, but a lot of people 
don't understand how difficult it is for a horse person to have children, and then those children are just like horses. Are you kidding? Right, right, right. Especially (laughs) somebody like Julie who's so immersed in it. Absolutely. But, you know, she was great. She was like, you know, Hunter was my helper. He would go, he would pick hooves, he would feed, he would do whatever he, you know, what, and he, I got him a pony and he did ride, but, you know, it just wasn't his back. So, um, but anyway, but I picked Julie because, um, wow, horse master, and now she's on RFD TV, getting it done with the big boys, right? Yep, yep. And, and having these amazing shows that so kind of change the scope of what you see on RFD TV, you know, going and helping specific people and letting you know about those people and those and their problem and really letting you get to know those people and feel and, and empathize with them and then fixing it, then fixing the problem so that you can feel like, wow, you know, I can, I can do this too. Um, so I just think Julie is, um, magnificent and completely influential and she is not even on the precipice of what she will do for this industry and the next one you have up is sylvia scott right and a lot of people don't know sylvia sylvia has um probably the most comprehensive website on natural horse training um in the world and it's called naturalhorsetraining.com um and uh, she has a background in psychology um but the biggest reason that uh, she's influential to me is because of this amazing, amazing website where you can find the answer to any question, find any trainer in your area. I mean, you just would not believe it. It is bigger than Moby Dick. (laughs) It's huge. Great. So that's Sylvia Scott, and it's Mm naturalhorsetraining.com. And the next one, I have to say, I interviewed, was one of my first interviews years ago on a different show I did. And that's, uh, everybody knows her, uh, Stacy Westfall. Absolutely. To me, Stacy Westfall is, to today, to the horse industry, what Mary Lee Retton was to gymnastics. Oh, that's a good um, one. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she's been on Ellen DeGeneres. She's, I mean, she's just brought reining and riding full to the mainstream. And that is one of my biggest goals with with Horse South and with, you know, my, my goal for what I want to do for the horse industry is I want to bring the horses more mainstream so more people will be involved with them and understand what they can do for you. And Stacy is just the poster child for that. She's yes, just, I, I totally agree with you. If she wasn't in the top 10, I was going to have an issue with your list. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Absolutely. great. She's great. And then the next one I just saw at an event down in Florida, spent a little bit of time with her, and she's been on Uh the show before, and we just had uh, fun chatting, and that is Jane Savoy. Jane Savoy. I call Jane Savoy the Zig Ziglar or Tony Robbins of the horse world. That's a good (laughs) analogy, too, actually, come to think about it. Right. Zig Ziglar, I was in sales for years, and, you know, we lived (laughs) by Zig Ziglar. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so Jane is not only, you know, the consummate dressage professional and and wonderful in that, but she is incredibly motivational and um, just, you know, really a phenomenal person to listen to. And a natural-born marketer. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) She knows marketing better than anybody. I think so, too. But she's all about visualization, so that's... uh, And she's actually mentioned in the book, um, The New Psycho-Cybernetics, which um, I won't go on a tangent here, but we could talk about that sometime. (laughs) 
Well, you know, Jane, good, good job, Jane. And we're we're gonna we'll be having Jane back on the show, I'm sure, a couple times this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's just uh, she can come on anytime she wants. So we, <laughs> we have a good time talking to Jane. And then the next person I met actually for the first time in Florida a couple weeks ago and got to spend a little bit of time with, and that's Lynn Pond. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lynn. Um, I, I, I'm sure you're aware. Started um, an event called Women Love Horses a few years ago. Um, it was a dream of hers that one day she would have an event that women could come to and they could bond over their love of horses and shop and and you know and have an in, an intimate type setting with uh, the people the horsewomen they admired. Um, and that's where I first met Lynn was at her event. And I she is. Um, really an amazing person and a little bit right up front a little shy so sometimes I think people are taken aback by that because I think anytime you have a clinician that's out in the public spotlight you certainly don't think of that person as being shy Um, and uh, and Lynn is maybe that's the wrong word but I think she's just a little you know she's when you first meet her she's just a little bit reserved right Um, Um, and I don't want us to run into time, but I have to tell you the funniest story about Lynn Palm because um, (laughs) we were at the Virginia Equine Extravaganza one day, and she was showing me a trailer that she helped EB Trailers design. And she was just pointing it out and telling me all about it, and we were just walking around it. And some ladies came up, and Lynn had on a ball cap, and, you know, she's a pretty lady, but she wasn't wasn't decked out in, like, I'm Lynn Palm stuff. Yeah, she Um, wasn't in her outfit. (laughs) No, and, and so the lady came up and was like, well, can you tell me about the trailer? And so Lynn is now selling this trailer to this lady. <laughs> and I, finally I went, um, this is Lynn Palm. And the, and the lady was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And Lynn never let on. She was just like, oh, yes, and it does this. And it does that. <laughs> so uh, that's my favorite Lynn Palm story. Well, but, it, uh, it is interesting that your top three, and we're going to get to number one here shortly, but your top three, uh-huh. Lynn Palm and Jane Savoy, well, your top four, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, Stacy Westfall, Lynn Palm, Jane Savoy, and our number one, who we're going to get on the air with us here shortly. Not only are they influential horsewomen, they figured out marketing. They are the top Absolutely. marketers in this industry. I agree. I agree. And, and, but- and that's, what, well, that's what makes them influential. They've, they've managed to put themselves on the map. Um, Absolutely. You know, and it's it's something that we all strive for that are that you strive for with your magazine that we strive for mm-hmm. with the radio that they've done it. They've done it. But they've Absolutely. also paid the dues to do it. They um, have. They yeah. have. And and that leads us to our number 1. And I was so thrilled that you were able to get her on on the show today. I appreciate that. I love her event. We talked about it on the show here, and we just think it's the coolest thing. I actually talked to one of the first interviews I did with Stacey Westfall when she was driving to compete in this event. So I, awesome. I will let you uh, introduce her. Oh, my, my number one influential horsewoman in America is Tootie Bland. And Tootie is the rock star cowgirl behind Road to the Horse. Um, and it's a it's a bit of a story, and we'll get into it when we call her. But um, a more gracious and wonderful person you will never ever meet, like Judy Bland. <laughs> yeah, she she is. I've never met her in person. I've read about her, and she's dynamic. And you say zany is a good word for her. She, yes, she's kind of you know just like she makes me look normal, and like I don't even have ADD. 
Um, <laughs> she, she is flamboyant. <laughs> she is, and uh, she's a dynamo. And I, Let's just get her on the phone and talk to her. Say, hi, Tootie. Welcome to the Stable Scoop radio show. You're on with Tess and I. Tess, who you know very well. Yes, I do. And hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. This is fun. You know, we're having so much fun. It's, it's interesting. We've had many of the top 10 of her most influential women on the show before, and I know them personally, which is kind of neat. And I think she has chosen well, and I love her number one pick. Well, thank you very much. It was a little <laughs> bit of a surprise to me, and I'm very honored because, as you know, um, the women that I'm in company with are outstanding and stellar individuals and done a wonderful, wonderful thing for the equine industry. So I'm very proud of it and thankful and humbled by the entire um, being number one, I guess. Well, Tootie, we have <laughs> listeners in 37 countries now and tens of thousands of listeners, not all of them, most of them in the United States, but not all of them around the world are going to know what the road to the horse is. Can you tell us, just give us a Reader's Digest version of how it started and what it is? Well, Road to the Horse was based on the concept of an individual who said you could take a horse in the morning and work cattle on him in the afternoon. That theory needed to be proven. So my husband at the time decided that uh, he was going to take that on as a task. And what came from that was a great learning experience about natural horsemanship and the improvement of those techniques for the horse's life as well as our partnership with them. And so we started off on an endeavor that we put an event together where we would invite the top clinicians of the world, give them an untouched colt, give them three hours over two days uh, to start this colt. And what came of it was a great understanding uh, and an absolute oh, just expansive fan base in the respect that we all come there basically for education and to improve the lives of our horses and our relationships with them. And that's the single thing that um, has been the driving force behind Road to the Horse is, is the horse himself and our partnership with him. And you've had some pretty big names. Let's, let's qualify that over the years here. Yes, we've been very, we've been very fortunate. Um, we've had um, Pat Pirelli, Craig Cameron, Clinton Anderson, Chris Cox, Stacey Westfall, the list is um, pretty much a who's who of natural horsemanship in the clinician world, and we're very proud that um, they have endorsed what we're doing and, and come to the event, and now we uh, established the World Championship of Colt starting, and um, it's been a win-win for everyone. And you're selling a few tickets, too. I do sell a few <laughs> tickets. <laughs> yeah. We have, our tickets actually go on sale the second Monday of May every year, and we do have a sellout crowd of 6,000, and we'll probably turn away about 2,000 people a year. So we're kind of looking for larger venues, and uh, so we can accommodate uh, everyone. Well, you're in Texas. I hear the Dallas Cowboys have a stadium. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> that would be an expansion. That would be quite an expansion, yeah. <laughs> that would be I'm awesome. Actually... Round pens in Texas. Yeah, State. that's right. I think that'd be cool. You could have the cheerleaders there rooting them on. <laughs> I actually gave that calendar to my nephew this year. My brother didn't think that was such a good document. But, uh, <laughs> I would love it. You know. <laughs> you know, Glenn, I'd li- yeah, go ahead, Tess. 
I'd, I'd like to interject. Tootie is very humble by saying that Road to the Horse has been fortunate to have these big names. But what's what's in actuality true is Road to the Horse has kind of hit a paradigm where now Road to the Horse can make a career out of a clinician. If if and and people vie, people drive Tootie crazy <laughs> trying to get into Road to the Horse. I mean that that is like the number one goal. Anybody coming up. When I interview new people, new talent, that's the number. Can you get me on the road to the horse? I heard you know Tootie. And I'm like, nope, nope, I don't know her. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Tootie, my co-host, Helena, who couldn't be with us today, uh, keeps saying to me, when are we going to go do a show from Road to the Horse? And I said, well, we're going to have Tootie on. We'll have to talk to her about that. Yeah, uh, when are you? All right, that's a good question. <laughs> and, well, let's just say that you're March 6th and 7th this year, mm-hmm. and you're in uh, somewhere in Tennessee's name I can't even Murfreesboro. say. Murfreesboro. Um, Murfreesboro. Which is near? Is uh, 20 miles outside of Nashville. Oh, see, then it gives you something to do in the evenings, too. Uh, yeah, we have plenty to do in the evenings. We run from uh, 8 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night. So. And then you can go hit the strip down there with the speakeasies in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> I was just we have to have a go. confidentiality statement about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee you're going to see Tootie down there. Uh, <laughs> been down you there in Tootie's. They have Tootie's bar down there, so I thought it was my duty to at least check it out. Don't you think? <laughs> well, we're only going to come do the show there if we get to go with you after down to Nashville. Where? What was that? I said we're only going to come do the show at uh, at the Road to the Horse if we get to go out with you to Nashville after. Oh, that's a given. That's uh, in all right. Contract. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh huh. We're well, all contractually tied to the knot loss, you know. Yes, and I don't have a uh, see. I own the horse radio network, so I don't really have that morals clause. So I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hey. tell you, that's a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about who you have coming this year. I have returning champion Richard Winners, which w- Richard has been a clinician for several years and very uh, prominent in the reining horse industry. But I do think I'm very proud to bring Richard from Ojai, California, with the California Spanish, California style of horsemanship and put him in um, Road to the Horse. Uh, I think he did an outstanding job last year. He is the consummate of the quiet but deadly weapon. You know, he is just absolutely such an easygoer and mover and does things with such ease and accomplishes so much. So we're very proud that Richard has accepted to come back. And then we've got the firecracker of all firecrackers, and that's Craig Kemp. I was just going to say, and also, you're selling 6,000 tickets to 90% women who want to just come see him. Uh, probably so, yeah. <laughs> I've thought about doing a shirtless road to the horse. Oh, there you go. Maybe, you know, you will need know. Dallas Stadium then. <laughs> hey, that's a thought. Tess is going to cover that one, too. <laughs> I like it. Craig is absolutely fantastic he's been to the road to the horse a couple of times um you are certainly entertained with craig's personality he is the chili and chili pepper and he comes with great horsemanship when it comes and then ken McNabb, which has been um sort of oh we refer to him as the current day roy rogers um 
just a wonderful gentleman, family man, a horseman, and uh, Ken does a wonderful job at Road to the Horse, and he brings a very unique style as well. So we've got a pretty good cowboy cast this year, you know, that will really bring um, true horsemanship to the forefront. So yeah, I'm you got a good group this year. I think so. Um, you want to bet on any of them? I, you know that would be a tough one this year. I, I can oh, well see now. I got to ask you about the next thing first, and then I'll place my bet. Okay. I, and it goes right. back to my previous statement about the about women being in your audience. You're yeah. doing something different this year with the voting, right? I am absolutely. Talk we about high tech, new media, fun stuff. I know it. I think it's exciting myself. We. One of the things that Road to the Horse is always ever-changing, and we will never sit still. We're always pushing the bar. We want to bring um, new and exciting things to Road to the Horse all the time. And, of course, as you know, you know, the age of technology is here. The other thing that we have going in our favor that I want to recognize is the absolute educated fan base that we have. We have great horsemen in the audience. We have people that have great knowledge and come there with a pure heart to see great horsemanship and i'd like to give them a voice this year in that so that's what we decided to do we are going to text message this year uh, on a voting system for the audience fan vote and it will be a one-time vote uh they will be able to text it and it will immediately go to our gorgeous beautiful high-tech high-dollar led screen that we're going to have <laughs> put up in the coliseum this year and we will get to see um, 50 points awarded to the clinician with the most votes, 30 to the clinician with the second largest vote, and 20, of course, to um, the third. And those will be added to our judges' scores. So our audience has an influence this year. American Idol thing, comes to uh, Road to the Horse. Well, the one thing I want to make perfectly clear here is Road to the Horse is never going to be a popularity contest. We'll never allow that to happen. Um, but we do want to at least hear from the fans. And so that's what we've done with our text. So you, you will still have the judges, too. Absolutely. Yeah. We have five judges. They have the majority of the points. Um, and we will only add these points to the judges' scores. Um, there is one time through my research in the history of Road to the Horse, where it would have changed the winner. But the difference between first and second in that particular year, and no, I'm not going to say who it was, um, Mm -hmm. was only three points. Now, if you take 690 points times five judges and throw the high and the low out, you can see how close that really was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it will be fun. And and two, um, Tootie, aren't you printing the... um the score, the judges' scorecard, what they use in the program, and that's what people are supposed to go by when they, so that they can learn exactly how the judges and what criterion the judges are looking for in each category, too, right? Am I correct mm-hmm. on that? Yes, you're absolutely correct. That's part of the education process, and I had this question asked to me just yesterday, and I'm going to be honest, I don't have a good answer for it. Why haven't we publicized the um, rules and the judging sheets before. I don't know. <laughs> we just didn't, you know. And uh, so the, I think that with looking at the judges' sheets and seeing what the judges are looking for, it's also a great education 
to the general public. You know, we get into those fine, wonderful details of horsemanship that are so ultimately important at the end. So, yeah, right. we're going to publicize all of that. Well, I and uh, can you buy a membership and watch this on video online then for the people who can't make it? Um, we have tried that in the past, okay. and we are not doing it this year. Okay. We have some plans in the future that we will be involving television media okay. uh, as a medium to um, show Road to the Horse, because we do get individuals, um, our average in a year is eight countries, international countries, that come to Road to the Horse. We've had everyone from... New Zealand, Australia, um, Paris, France sends a contingency and a publication out there every year. And, um, oh, man, the list goes on. Uruguay, Paraguay. Wow. Just, uh, amazing amounts of travel that people come to see Road to the Horse. So well, it's, that's great. it's an international event now as well. Well, that's super. I'll tell you what, I, I love your event. I love the idea of it. I like what it's doing for the horse world. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I just think that it, it, it's one of those events that, that crosses lines that, you know, if you're into English, you can come watch this. If you're into Western, it doesn't matter. And we need more events like that. It's what we try and do here a little bit on the Horse Radio Network. And, I, you know, I just think that extreme Mustang makeover, you know, there's some of those events that are just unique in this country and are, are really changing the face of, of entertainment and horsemanship. Mm-hmm. So. I think, you know, if, if any of the things that hopefully will, you know, be thought about is that we did kind of started a newer phenomenon, and that is where the horse is the important part. The disciplines are secondary. You know, our relationship with that horse, whether we ask him to jump a fence or turn a barrel or trail ride or become our child's, you know, companion and educator is important. And it starts at the beginning, and that's where Road to the Horse begins is in the beginning. And uh, we're excited about it, and we have a wonderful event planned this year, and I will say this is a, a new thing for us as well this year. Is the AQHA has come on as a partnership. I noticed with that. Horse, I noticed that. We also are able, therefore, to promote some of the great ranches, the hundred-year-old plus ranches um, throughout the United States, and bringing their remudas to Road to the Horse and. I'm very blessed that I get to um, have that opportunity to bring those ranches to the forefront and those um, individuals that have had those long years of breeding and uh, and bringing the AQHA, you know, forward um, need to be recognized. You know, those individuals are family situations and um, they've spent their lives to the American Horse and the American Quarter Horse. So we're really excited about the AQHJ coming with us. And you well. should be. They have a few members. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Tini, I have to say, on a personal level, there is nobody, there's no cowgirl that looks better in a cowboy hat than that picture of you on, on the homepage there at RoadToTheHorse.com. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, you should see me when I'm actually out working cows. 
<laughs> Maybe the hat's not quite that clean. You know? <laughs> I figure there's a different hat for that. Um. Yeah, there's a different hat. Um, that's one of the things, too, is, is important to me is that, you know, in life we're faced with all kinds of challenges, and I think that if you believe you can uh, overcome a lot of things, and I've learned how to ranch and farm and had the great opportunity to bring road to the horse to the forefront it's just been quite an adventure and i'm very blessed to have had it well and you know we always think about and it's true of any of us that are entrepreneurs and have have built businesses and the ones that are successful especially have had many failures and obstacles along the way and i know you've had those with this and you've overcome them and made it into one of the premier events in the united states and and you're to be commended for that Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. There's a lot of wonderful people out there doing a lot of wonderful work. So, you know, I, I'm just absolutely... I know. You're just a rancher from Texas. I am. I'm just a cowgirl. That's what I tell Tess all the time. I'm just a cowgirl. I'm mostly covered in... Well, I won't say that. Yeah, but you know what? That makes you just, that makes us love you even more. So. That's right. <laughs> and being a horse no, husband... Put feet out this afternoon in the snow. Sure, in being, our yeah, okay. being a horse husband uh, who married right into this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we you so much, Tootie. <laughs> we appreciate you being on with us and taking the time. What, what I'd like to do, if we could, is mm-hmm. uh, maybe the end of February is just get get you or somebody from the organization back on for a couple minutes to uh, just talk about it right before the event. That would be great. Sure. That would be wonderful. We would be very honored and. Um, Absolutely, and I do. I give, I extend to you a public invitation. I will roll the red carpet out for you if you just come and see Road to the Horse. Oh, geez, now I'm going to be buying airline tickets for my co-host, and you just <laughs> set that up. Although for me, oh, it's not far. <laughs> Tootie, we might take you up on that this year, just because it just sounds like a whole lot of fun. It is. You have no you idea. Know, <laughs> you have to experience it, I mean, at least once in a lifetime, because... As good as we might be at our film end of it, we still cannot capture the air and the excitement that happens inside that building. And it is electrifying. And I think Tess can say the same thing, you know, when she's Absolutely. all the time. It's a legacy. It, 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 it's, it's absolutely fun. a legacy. All right. Well, then we're going to talk. We'll do a special episode of Stable Scoop from the Road to the Horse. I think that would okay. be a, that would be a great thing. And you know, I think what we can do too is we can offer you a little bit more exposure internationally, and Wonderful. and get the word out and and try and create some of that excitement overseas in those thirty seven countries for for one of the cool things that we're doing right here in the South in Tennessee. So yeah, um, I have a. a... A, a little international note is Road to the Horse is looking and planning for an international match. So Ooh, there you I go. I think um, y'all better get ready. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tootie. We'll give you, uh, we'll be in touch here. Okay, that's wonderful, and thank you so much for having us. Well, Tess, I appreciate so much you being here today and setting that interview up. She is just delightful. She is absolutely a dynamo and one of the most precious people I know, and it's an honor to be here, and I thank you for the opportunity to introduce Tootie to even more people because everybody needs to know her. Yes, and, you know, I'm glad, too. And, you know, we're going to have to do that. Are you coming over to Road to the Horse this year? I would not miss Road to the Horse 
<laughs> oh, you're coming? So you definitely are coming? I'm, oh, I'm absolutely coming. I'm oh, then we're just gonna have there. to come. We're gonna have to come down and do a show from there. So we can we can uh, that would wouldn't that be fun? We could just all do that. I can guarantee you it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you better my, wear your big boy britches. <laughs> Craig, Cam- <laughs> Craig Cameron is my uh, pick. By the way, I think. Oh, Craig Cameron is a, a friend of mine. Lisa wrote one year that the the price of admission to Road to the Horse is worth just getting to hear Craig Cameron laugh. Yes, and he is he, he he's so entertaining. He is. He, he is. And not but, to mention uh, the best looking guy in the country. I mean, that's just. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he certainly, um, he does look good in his chaps for, for an older gentleman. He, uh, <laughs> I, won't, I won't complain about him. Uh, and in his sunglasses. And when he rides backwards to go, got a whole lot of leaving left to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tess, this has been a joy. We want to say for, uh, that you are at HorseSouth.com. Uh, now, is your magazine a subscription? How does that work? Yes, it's a subscription. You get um, eight issues for a whole seven bucks. So oh, it's oh, that's uh, really, yeah, it's yes. a, it's it's not it's not going to break the bank, um, and we think it's worth every penny. And, and thankful too. that you'll love it. I do too. I think it, I think it's worth it. People should check it out at horsesouth.com. And, you, uh, you know, we, we appreciate you being on. And I, I will put a links to everybody, to all the top 10 here, to their, uh, to their websites, and also over to your website in our show notes at stablescoop.com. Helena will be back next week. And we just want to take this opportunity, being that this show is out on the 31st, from, from Horse South Magazine and from everybody at the Horse Radio Network to wish everyone a very happy new year, a safe new year, and a new year filled with horses. Uh, Absolutely. You want to add anything to that, that. Tess? No, just, I just want to thank you again. It's been an honor, darling, and I really appreciate the, the, the opportunity. All right. You can find all our show notes at stablescoop.com. You can drop us an email through the website there. You Also, don't forget, you can subscribe through iTunes or Zoom. And we have all the other shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com. Well, until we meet again next week, Tess, it's been a pleasure. And Helena, we'll see you next week. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year.